BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to The Great America Show. Good to have you with us. Big news as the week wraps up. About now, President Biden may be looking for a new bunker to hide out in. Attorney General Merrick Garland has appointed a special prosecutor to investigate why President Biden had taken highly classified documents from the executive building and why, as vice president, he would have those documents in his possession now. Authorities have found more classified documents in his possession, and the Marxist Dems and deep staters who inhabit the Washington, D.C. environs, well, they're understandably somewhat shaken. And, of course, the national corporate Marxist media as well. We found out yesterday the Biden White House has known about the discovery of these classified documents in his possession for more than two months. And yesterday came the announcement that more classified documents had been found at two locations in his home in Wilmington, Delaware, in his library and in his garage. That's right, garage. Attorney General Merrick Garland has now appointed a special counsel to investigate Joe Biden's possession of those documents. House Republicans immediately called on the FBI and intelligence agencies to make assessments on any possible damage that may have resulted from the breach in national security. Our guest today is a well-known conservative Republican attorney. He's represented President Trump, Mike Lindell, and is now representing GOP candidate for governor of Arizona, Carrie Lake. With us, Washington attorney Kurt Olson, a great American. Kurt, great of you to join us, and thank you. The contrast of the way the media, the national left-wing media, is protecting President Biden and the way they cheered the Marxist Dems' assault on President Trump is vivid, isn't it? Your reaction? Well, it's actually, I mean, obviously, uh, the the uh, the double standard that is being uh, applied right now is, is uh, shocking, to say the least, of course. But um, th there are significant differences between the discoveries with uh, now President Biden and former President Trump. If you recall, President Trump had a skiff at Mar-a-Lago. Right. So the documents that were delivered to him by the GSA and the National Archives, which were boxed up and sent to him, he has also said that he declassified them, which, of course, the president has the sole capability, not the vice president, not the secretary of state, not the CIA director, but the president has the authority to declassify any document. And the president has said he did that. So there's not even an issue with classified documents being kept at Mar-a-Lago. And further, when you see what the vice then vice president has done with these documents, he can't declassify them. Why are they there? What are they about? I mean, you can, uh, I'm sure you may recall, there was a a sailor in the Navy who took a selfie picture in a submarine. And mm -hmm. simply because there were some components from that sub in the background, he was sent to jail for several years until I believe President Trump pardoned him. And so this story is only going to get bigger. Uh, 
it appears that there is a little bit of an agenda behind this. I think the first report was that these documents were discovered before the midterms while some personal attorneys of President Biden were rummaging through a closet at the Penn Biden Center and uncovered <laughs> them. And so now it appears that, uh, like I said, the story is just getting bigger and bigger as we go on. It'll the, be curious the, to see where it goes. The, the, the coincidences and the uh, awkward uh, and difficult to explain circumstances are, are, are compounding themselves. As you say, I found on the second, uh, the, the archives were called on the third, uh, turned over on the fourth. Uh, the Justice Department, presumably the White House, notified at that point. Uh, and we have to believe that on the second, <laughs> the president's attorneys just happened to be in that area with a locked closet discovering these documents uh, and uh, following through. But at the same time, knowing all of that, they knew that there was a high probability that there would be other documents. They didn't disclose any of this to the White House press corps. They didn't disclose it to the American public. They, in point of fact, lied with their silence on this issue, didn't they? Yes, they did. And I think as President Trump posted on Truth the other day, when are the uh, FBI raids going to commence on all of the pre President Biden's houses to find out where these other, any other documents might exist? Yeah, he had a great comment, uh, which was uh, when asked by uh, Peter Ducey uh, about these uh, documents, he, he said, well, they were perfect, you know, to the effect that they were perfectly secure because those documents were in the same garage as his Corvette, which was all locked up. I, I mean, you can't make this this kind of nonsense up. This is a we knew he was impaired. We knew full well that his family uh, had shady business dealings of which he was a part. We know all of this because we have seen the evidence, we've heard the evidence, and yet, and we have the Attorney General of the United States, uh, Bill Barr, acknowledging that he knew Biden was lying as a candidate for president when he stood on that debate stage and, and lied about Russian disinformation. And we are now going to pretend that somehow these documents, highly classified in three locations, uh, it was fun today to watch, for me at least, uh, to watch the various anchors of the news networks contort themselves, twist themselves up, trying to defend President Biden in the face of these new discoveries, uh, trying to explain, well, it's, an, it's a special counsel investigation of documents, not the president himself. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the collective IQ, of news anchors in this country is not, uh, well, nosebleed high, I'll put it that way. Yeah, well, it, it is going to be, I mean, interesting in terms of what do these documents relate to? Do they relate to Ukraine and his son's involvement with Burisma being paid $83,000 a month for a no-show job on, in an energy company of which he has no expertise? Does it relate to the fact that uh, then-Vice President Biden threatened Ukrainian leadership with a, uh, withholding one point, I think it was $1.5 billion in funds if they didn't fire the prosecutor that was investigating Burisma? So I think there's, there's going to be, it'll be very interesting to see if they disclose the subject matter of these classified documents. I think the, the last I heard was that they don't involve nuclear codes, unlike supposedly the... Uh, 
the documents discovered at the uh, at Mar-a-Lago, which I think even then they have walked that back as well. But it's interesting yeah. excuses being made. Yeah, the FBI could no longer make uh, claims like that, even as unidentified sources with a straight face. Uh, and you mentioned Ukraine. Uh, that apparently is part of the subject uh, matter on these uh, classified documents. And, of course, now we need to understand better why Biden uh, in 2021 chose to go just after the uh, just before the inauguration, fly to Ukraine to do business. And the State Department was trying to come up with excuses for it, as were his uh, his staff. What do you make of that? So, I think when you see something like that, you start to appreciate the long-standing ties between government officials and Ukraine. And the more that is coming out with visits like that, with FTX, the money laundering operation through cryptocurrency that is now being uh, looked into, and I think both charges have been brought. So. The Ukrainian situation is blowing up in a number of ways, not just with respect to the hundred or so billion dollars of aid that the U.S. has been pumping in there with no accountability, but with respect to the absolute corruption that goes on with the Ukrainian government and U.S. government officials. The idea is that, look, there is likely a cover-up that's going on and that's why he's there it it is uh it's going to be a fascinating uh, few months here i believe uh, i don't believe this is going to go as long as uh, some previous uh, special counsels because the 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 fundamental the foundation for this investigation now is so broad so so compelling I, I think the answers are going to be somewhat straightforward, even in a case as complex as what this appears to be. Kurt, I want to turn to the content of those uh, documents, uh, which include Intel memos on Iran. This is according to the reporting of the New York Post, uh, Ukraine uh, and your, uh, Iran as well, uh, and all apparently marked as uh, with the highest uh, with the highest classified designation. Uh, your your reaction uh, to the the content of those uh, memoranda, uh, given that the vice president wasn't authorized to have them in his possession at all. Well, I think when you look at the overall context of uh, President Biden's dealings in Ukraine, his son's dealings in Ukraine, the issues that have come up with, as we discussed earlier, uh, then Vice President Biden threatening to withhold aid if a prosecutor, Ukrainian prosecutor, who was investigating the company that his son was making $83,000 a month on. Um, and then you look at further ties that Hunter Biden has. It's been reported of his ties with a company called Metabiota in Ukraine. I'm not sure mm -hmm. if you're familiar with right. that. But dealing with the bioweapons labs that were over in Ukraine with which the U.S., uh, government was also funding through the Pentagon. And so you, 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 when you put the classification of these documents and the subject matter in the context of President Biden and then Vice President Biden's dealings, his son's dealings with Ukraine, 
and other countries in that area with Iran and so forth, it it is well, to say it's concerning would be an understatement. But right. this is more than simply uh, classified information about sources and methods about geopolitical events. The very dealings of the Bidens in Ukraine raise an issue as to the significance of these classified materials and whether it shows wrongdoing, conflict of interest, whatever you want to call it. And so we all know that the government classifies everything uh, or overclassifies everything. And given, given the history that the Bidens have in Ukraine, and frankly, other politicians, uh, such as Nancy Pelosi's son, the, it is, I hope that, uh, that these documents are declassified and disclosed to the public, and they should be. We know now not only that there are three locations, but uh, the questions now abound. Why were those documents in three different locations? How could they be uh, there uh, in the possession of a vice president who would have had to absolutely consciously take them from uh, government offices? Uh, and people, as you say, uh, President, <laughs> president Trump has a sky, a skiff at his uh, Mar-a-Lago home. Uh, this president has a, a green Corvette uh, in his garage. Hey, this is this is nonsense. And the left wing media, which, by the way, I think now the left wing media, it's pretty clear there's another area for investigation. The left wing media in this country, corporate owned, corporate driven. Uh, and, and uh, you know, it's as weaponized as any part of the federal government. We need to have an investigation uh, when we look at what is happening in this country. Yeah, I mean, I think it's significant that. Again, the Bidens had financial interests in Ukraine. Are these documents, were they kept or taken from uh, their secure facility to, to be sitting in his garage because they contained embarrassing or unlawful, illegal uh, inf information about illegal activity? I mean, I'm sure you remember you know, when Sandy Berger, Clinton's former NSA, he was caught you know, going into the National Archives and stuffing classified documents down his pants regarding 9-11 and pres then President Clinton's failures with respect to going after uh, Osama bin Laden. And so uh, there, there's a host of issues that, that are solely and directly the consequence of the Bidens having financial dealings with Ukraine and not insignificant sums. And do these classified documents relate to those financial dealings and were they taken from a secure facility to be hidden for example well the Biden, sandy Berger did and by the way we should point out sandy Berger was not held to account he was not in any way punished for what was clearly a conscious criminal act to take those documents from the archives he stuffed uh, them down his pants well <laughs> <laughs> it's like you can't make this up Exactly. And although I, I'm going to add to the story, there was some rumor that he also was stuffing them down his socks as well. Sure. Uh, so as we look at what's happening here, three different locations, what is going on and why in the world did they not speak to the public about an issue that they knew was going to blow up uh, two and a half months ago? Uh, this is an administration uh, in deep, deep trouble. 
uh, and uh, and I'm going to say this out loud. Uh, this is an administration that went after a, a, a preceding president uh, and was so willful, so ignorant, and so uh, just simply vicious in their treatment of President Trump. Right now, I will say it out loud, this president deserves whatever he gets and everyone in his administration who has been any part of the conscious evil that has been done to the republic by this administration uh, deserves deserves uh, just as much if not more uh, your thoughts well in the, nothing surprises me anymore and so it would not surprise me that given the new committees that the house is going to bring to bear to investigate the president to investigate uh, federal government abuses uh, the weaponization of the federal government that which happened largely under the Obama uh, administration, which included obviously Vice President Biden, that there could be an effort to push President Biden out with this controversy and then to use that to say that, well, we're going to hold President Trump to the same standard. In other words, that this is being used as a pretext, almost like a twofer. So you, you get Vice President or President Biden out, and then you say, well, we've got to hold President Trump to the same standard, when in fact there is no comparison because President Trump had sole authority to declassify any of these documents. He has said he did that. These documents were shipped to him by the National Archives and held in a skip. So there is absolutely no comparison. But on the surface, I could see many uh, many iterations of how this could could play out well the certainly the marxist dims are capable of such machiavellian uh stratagems but the, there is now a new uh a new congress uh with considerable power in place and it's you know they also uh came out of last week uh with a great deal uh of credibility because for the first time unbridled unfiltered we saw the Congress at work, and it wasn't chaotic. It was not dangerous to the republic. It was a, a refreshing, oh, I, I just think, marvelous moment in history where we got to see our representatives, Democrats and Republicans, uh, behave as we would expect them to with great, uh, great concern for the republic and to fight out uh, the the power uh, structure of the of the place and to to make important reforms. So I think right now this is a different atmospheric uh, for everyone. It's a different reality, uh, and this president, this president right now, uh, is in big trouble. And it's clear that he did uh, act in absolute disregard of his responsibilities as vice president and the law. He's still, he was still not a president who could declassify anything. And here he is, uh, you know, st stacking up documents next to a green Corvette uh, in a garage. Let me ask you this, Kurt. Your expectation is as to next events uh, in these uh, classified documents of this, uh, this outrage uh, by this president, uh, where do we go from here? Well, you mentioned that there's a special counsel appointed. I mean, I... It, it appears to me that there is an agenda. There's an agenda here. They discovered these documents prior to the midterm. They didn't disclose it. So the subsequent leaking of these events two months after the fact, that's purpose driven. The appointment of a special counsel is purpose driven. The fact that we keep finding out more and more that 
these documents have been held at now three locations is purpose driven in terms in terms of where it goes i i don't necessarily believe in the in the uh the uh, good administration to uh to prosecute you know wrongdoers and to do it ethically uh it, it seems to me that there is a uh, a larger purpose to these disclosures and and my personal belief is this would is likely an effort to push president biden uh, out at some point in the near future given the investigation particularly given the investigations that are going to happen under the new house yeah, this is not a man that uh, the Dem the marxist dems want to have talking this is a puppet president a, an impaired president uh, and i I can't imagine that they would like to have this be a long drawn out of affair uh, where he would be at uh, public risk of, of commenting on the broad strategies and uh, a purpose of the Marxist Dems who have been driving the Repub the Democratic Party, excuse me, uh, and the White House for two years. Uh, it it seems and it seems to me that things started to get shaky for President Biden once he said he was interested in running for a second term. Your thoughts? Well, I think that would put fear in anybody on either side, <laughs> not fear on on the Republican side of the aisle, but certainly fear on the Democrat side of the aisle. But I but I think, you know, this everything that has been going on from the day he was inaugurated when he. Uh, when he took down the Keystone Pipeline, the, uh, the, the new actions of, of escalating the conflict in Ukraine, the, the amount of, of uh, money and that is being put back into the Build Back Better agenda. There is an overarching agenda that is being pursued that is separate from Joe Biden. His utility is now, or his usefulness is now largely, I think, at an end. And I so I think this is what's going on, is that he will be pushed out. Yeah, I, I, I don't know whether he'll be impeached, but I do think that his, uh, uh, his idea of running for a second term has been, uh, uh, I think, effectively sidelined with this revelation and these uh, now two special counsels working on uh, on the conduct of two presidents, one innocent as he can be, and another who is uh, presumably uh, going to get a fair chance at uh, uh, with his own party investigating him uh, to explain himself. I want to turn to another area where the wheels are off, and that's uh, in our electoral system. Uh, you're working uh, assiduously. Uh, to represent uh, Carrie Lake, the uh, at this point the uh, the the Republican candidate uh, who came up short in the 2022 election, uh, you're now uh, moving to the have moved to the Arizona Court of Appeals. Uh, what are the what are the prospects that uh, you will be able to prove uh, to the satisfaction of the court? that there were irregularities uh, uh, in the election of 2022 in Arizona? Well, I have no doubt that we proved that there were irregularities and illegality in the ele midterm election for uh, Kerry Lake in the gubernatorial race in Arizona. We proved it flat out. The, um, and, and you know, one in particular, the manipulation of ballots, which caused 
hundreds of thousands, well, well over 100,000 rejections and chaos on election day that prevented Republican voters from turning out in the numbers that, that, uh, that they uh, were predicted to do so. That, that is just one issue. And so in terms of the evidence that we presented at trial, whether it's signature verifications, where there are literally tens of thousands of signatures that do not match the signature on file. And what's really you know, crazy about that system, there are over 1 million ballot envelopes where the signatures are verified in that midterm election. There is not, they don't, Maricopa County does not employ enough verifiers to review those signatures in the time they have. In other words, you can, you set out the number of signatures they have to verify, verify the minutes that they exist in a day, and it's simply impossible. It can't be done. So, and we have shown that there are tens of thousands of mismatched signatures. In other words, the, the person signing the card under oath is not the person who's casting the vote. That's just one issue. And we will be presenting that to the Court of Appeals and to the Supreme Arizona Supreme Court if, we, if we're given the opportunity there as well. The uh, manipulation of ballots, the county denied that this manipulation could occur and we proved it. And then the county put the witness up the next day at trial and he completely reversed himself and said that they had known about this manipulation, not only in this past election, but in three prior ones. No explanation why all of a sudden the sudden reversal in his testimony. The same thing with chain of custody. We showed that hundreds of thousands of ballots don't have chain of custody. And that's not merely a ministerial act. Chain of custody shows that there aren't illegal ballots being injected into the system. It's it's a prerequisite to a secure election. Right. And in fact, the, the Carter-Baker Commission, which came out in 2005, talked about mail-in voting being uh, one of the, the uh, largest sources of fraud in an election because of, and largely because chain of custody is lacking. And there is simply no way without proper chain of custody to ensure that there aren't fake votes being inserted so into the election. So what result do you want? Uh, do you want uh, the, the election uh, invalidated? What, are, what is the uh, redress for Cary Lake? So under the law in Arizona, you can set aside the election. And this is in Maricopa. Mm -hmm. That's what the law says. We have also requested as part of the relief that a new election be held, but not being run by the same Maricopa County officials who at best incompetently ran not only this election, but the primary election before that, and of course, November 2020 in the general election there as well. They've demonstrated their incompetence, as I said, at best in running elections. And the relief that we would seek would be to have, for example, a, the court appoint a special master to oversee a new election. I would say this about a new development. Last week, the county announced that they were retaining the former, the former Chief Justice of the Arizona Supreme Court, Ruth McGregor, to conduct an investigation of the printer issues that I was describing that mm -hmm. caused the ballot manipulation. That's a 180, because if you recall, I don't know if you saw the trial, but at trial, they denied that there was 
anything unusual about the midterm election. Right. And so if there was nothing unusual, why all of a sudden are they now saying that there's going to be an investigation by a former chief justice of the Arizona Supreme Court? So go ahead. So, so let me ask you this. Uh, what, uh, what are the courts uh, in Arizona like? Are they, are they uh, Republican? Are they Democrat? Are they liberal? Are they conservative? And are they, are they fair and impartial? Well, I will always assume the fairness and impartiality of the court system that I'm going to be operating in front of. And I will say this, we can, what we can control, which is the evidence and the arguments that we make, I feel very confident. I feel confident that the trial court was wrong on the law that he applied. And this is, goes to the standard. Um, it, just a brief, a brief uh, delve into the, into the weeds. The, the trial court said that we had to show by clear and convincing evidence intentional conduct to affect the outcome of the election. That is not a standard under Arizona law, and that's going to be a significant issue on appeal. Right. And why so would they put it, why would they put it that way? Your job is to present the evidence that it was. Correct. It's a very a straightforward, a straightforward statement. Uh, it, it just it, it sort of astounds me. I so here we go again with the court. Is I, I'm going to tell you a lot of the country right now will be saying, and are saying, here goes another court proceeding by the Republicans claiming electoral fraud, uh, irregularities, anomalies, whatever it may be, uh, a, a corrupt uh, election. They haven't won a single one. And what makes you think the outcome this time will be different? I don't look at past cases per se in this vein. Most cases were dismissed on standing before. Right. Right. This was one of the first cases that we actually got to present the evidence on the merits. And the judge, the trial judge did reduce the number of claims that we had. And, and, but we still got to present evidence with respect to chain of custody and ballot manipulation. And our evidence is solid. And the standard that the court applied, we believe, was incorrect. So we have two, two bites at the apple. A, solid evidence of, of the standard in Arizona is merely uncertainty. If the outcome of the election is shown to be uncertain, that is sufficient to set aside the election. And I believe we've shown that on the facts, given the numbers that we're talking about in terms of hundreds of thousands of ballots without proper right. chain of custody, hundreds of thousands of tens of thousands, rather, of ballots that were manipulated. And the same thing with respect to tens of thousands of ballots with signature verification. Well, I, you know, obviously, I, I'm, I'm on your side. I'm on Kerry uh, Lake's side. I'm on the side of truth and justice in the American way. Uh, and devil take the hindmost. Uh, it looks to me uh, like there are a lot of issues uh, in Maricopa County uh, that deserve thorough investigation, and I hope, I hope uh, that the result will be one that is fair and just uh, on your appeal, and if necessary, at the Supreme Court. Well, it's going to be moving quickly. So the Court of Appeals just issued a new scheduling order where they accepted jurisdiction of the case. The response brief is due 
by the defendants is due on the 17th. That's next week. And our reply is due January 24th. And the court is going to go into conference on February 1st. So it appears right. that this is going to move very quickly. We are going to be taking every step we can to make sure that it does move quickly. And, you know, you mentioned other cases. And if, if you have a minute, I would like to raise one issue that I think is, is Surely. relatively. You, have you seen Ruby Freeman's, the tape of Ruby Freeman, where she basically confesses as to what was going on? Yes. And I think the president uh, reposted it on Truth a number of times. I mean, the question like that that event raises in my mind when people say, well, nothing's being done. Well, you have a new legislature in Georgia with Burt Jones as the lieutenant governor. You have Senator Marty Harbin as the chairman of the Government Oversight Committee. I would ask, why aren't, why isn't the Georgia Senate moving to subpoena Ruby Freeman, playing that tape, and getting the bottom, getting to the bottom of what happened in 2020? Because you know we've long said, and I've been involved in this for the past two over two years now. If we don't get to the bottom of what happened in 2020, we will never fix our election system, and it must be fixed going right. forward. Yeah, I, I would hope, frankly, that this Congress would put together a committee uh, to, uh, to investigate an electoral integrity for the purpose of legislation to assure that, uh, to, uh, but without in any way infringing upon states' rights, which are uh, predominant. Uh, in issues of elections. So it, there's a long road to go here. And I think that you are the point of the spear. What you get done in Arizona will say a lot about what happens in Georgia, what may happen yet in Wisconsin and other jurisdictions. Uh, and certainly this new Republican-led Congress has the ability to shed a lot of light on some very dark and, uh, well, uh, dark and dangerous places in our electoral system. Uh, I thank you for being one of the people shining light and for being here with us to share your insights into all that's going on, including the new special counsels, uh, <laughs> the new special counsel investigating a president, uh, President Biden. Uh, Kurt, thanks so much. We always give our guests the last word. Uh, your concluding thoughts, if you would. Well, I would just like to say, if only every Republican was as fearless as Carrie Lake, our country would be in terrific shape. And I hope that with the new House, particularly with respect to the subcommittee that is going to be headed by uh, Representative Jordan, the, mm -hmm. the Committee on Weaponization of the Federal Government is pursued with vigor because what has happened in our country over the past few years it's, it makes our country unrecognizable from the country, Lou, that, that you and I you know, grew up in with, with the country that uh, people have laid their very lives down to, to protect and to preserve. And if we don't get this right now, we're going to lose our country forever. And right now, it's in the hands of people like Jim Jordan to get to the bottom of this and to stop the abuses that's going on, that are going on now. I truly believe that the 118th Congress uh, is a new opportunity for us to restore this nation, uh, and I, I am, I am certainly, um, 
I'm enthusiastic. I am optimistic about what they're going to achieve with the with the the congressman that we have representing us uh, in that Congress. They're 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 a terrific and uh, and patriotic uh, group who I think mean to save the republic, and that's a new development uh, for us and a hopeful one. Kurt Olson, you're also a part of that reason I'm optimistic. We appreciate you being with us, uh, and thank you for all that you are doing uh, for the country. Kurt Olson, attorney, great American. Thank you, Lou. Thanks, everybody, for being with us. Coming up, Congressman Scott Perry, Congressman Dan Bishop, both members of the historic group, now known as the 20, who helped reform the 118th Congress. Also, attorney Kevin Evans, he's fighting to win the release of 400 pages of documents from the Justice Department, those documents on the Biden payoffs and gifts. And also with us, the great Brent Bozell. He's a conservative activist, founder of the Media Research Center, which keeps a keen, watchful eye on the left-wing media. Please be with us. Thanks for joining us, and God bless you. God bless America.